Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome back, Rory. Thank you, Paul. It's great to be here. We are here to talk more about coaching for potential Mm -hmm. and um, maybe some good experiences with coaching would be well, how about if we do a we compare and contrast today. let's let's okay. do a, a bad example and then a good example very good and then kind of dissect it and say what the what the manager do with a bad example and what the manager do with a good example that would be helpful okay so i'll just give you a, just give you a real quick story when i was a teenager i was working in a, a factory and they made syrup and mm. when you make syrup uh it, it, yeah it was a sweet job <laughs> <laughs> so anyways you make the syrup most people don't know how syrup is made, but I'll just give you, the, just give you the, the short of it. You, you make the syrup. You take it right out of the tree, right? Right. No, no. you don't do that. This is, this is corn syrup. So okay. it's made from corn, and they, you know. And so anyway, that you take the corn syrup, you put it in this big hopper, and you, you heat it up. But it has to actually, through gravity, flow through charcoal to purify it. When it comes okay. out, it is crystal clear like water. And they actually add food coloring in back in to make it brown. Okay. But then, of course, the charcoal gets used. And you've got to empty the hoppers. The charcoal goes on the floors, and then you need people like me, ta-da, to clean it up. And that was your job. That was my up, job to clean up the charcoal. Right. You know, it was in the middle of the summer. It was a summer job. It was hotter than Hades. It, mm-hmm. you know, it was 120, 130 degrees inside uh, the area where we were working. You know, you had to be a teenager to survive. Right. I mean, it was okay. just, you know, I couldn't do that today by any stretch of the imagination. So anyway, this guy is the manager. He takes me in, and he says. And the machines are running. I can't hear anything. And he's pointing at stuff and telling me to clean this up. And I literally hear zero, nothing, nada. Okay. <laughs> but I nod my head because I'm a new new employee and just like, yeah, all right. So anyway, I start. Cl- As a new employee, you're, you're there. You need to earn some money. And you're trying to do your best, right? Right. I'm trying to be a good guy. Trying to be a good guy. Do what he asked me to do. And I'm delighted to have the job and, and pay for school. And I guess I throw that in there because I think that's what most employees go to jobs. They, they want to do their best. Right. And, they, and there's always a transformation, and we could even talk about that. You know, how do people start their job, and how do they see it one, two, three, four, five years down the road? Mm-hmm. But that's a whole different discussion. We'll do that in another podcast. Yeah. But so he tells me how to do it, and, and anyway, I don't hear the I don't hear the directions and the results. And so he walks away and comes back two days later, and I don't have the area cleaned up like he wanted it. Hmm. And and so then we went outside and we talked, and and so the, the compare and contrast here is he never. He never coached me. He gave me direction, but he never confirmed with me that I understood what the direction was. It had been much better for him to have pointed that area out. I couldn't hear him. If he would have even asked, do you hear me? Because I'm, you know, I was 18 years old. I'm, I'm a young kid. I'm afraid to even talk back to a manager. I'm afraid to even question their authority. You know, I just say, yep, yeah. you know, compliance was my goal. Mm-hmm. But if he had taken me outside and said, okay, what did you hear in there? What were the directions I gave you? Uh, if he did, or he didn't do that, and so there was no, there did, was that communication. Did loop. he show you how to do it at all? I mean, he, he didn't he, even show me. He just pointed, pointed, and pointed, and there was noise, and that's all. That was all the feedback I had, and I should have said to him, "Hey, I don't, I don't hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what's going on. We, we need to go somewhere, or we can talk, and you show me what you want. Even if we get a diagram and get a piece of paper and draw it. What about?" Uh, Providing any tools? Do he provide you the right tools and how to use them to do me, your yeah, task? Yeah, he gave me basically a shovel, man. It's just okay. you know, it's it's basically almost a snow shovel because the 
the stuff's real refined. But he didn't. He never showed you how to use it exactly and all that. Right. He never told me what everything I for a good tool to do your job. Right. Okay. And so, uh, so of course, we didn't get it done. He comes back day two days later. He's a pretty good guy. He didn't get really angry with me. He just said, "That's not what I'm looking for." He did, in fact, at that point, take me outside and say, "Okay, this is what I want you to do." And then once I understood, I could get the job done, and I got it done. And then he brought another kid in to help me because now he needs it really. You know, he's behind schedule and he needs to get this cleaned up. So he brought in a kid with me and told both of us what to do. We understood. We had a game plan. We got it cleaned up in no time, and everything was hunky dory. But that was the process, and that's just a bad example of of coaching. A bad example of the process. And again, kind of go through what do you think that were the bad points? Yeah, it, 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 there was just a whole host of them. Number one, he he never he never gave me clear direction. Uh, but real coaching is asking me what is my perception of the job uh-huh. you know what do you think i want done so that you can say if i give you this job and i have you clean this area what do you plan to do how long will it take what tools do you want to need you know all right. of those kinds of things having that dialogue back and forth to say what do you want mm-hmm. he didn't do that he just you know went in there i didn't have the directions i heard noise and pointing that's all i heard right. and so there's no way you can really follow good directions from noise and pointing so he just pulled me aside and said, hey, this is what we need to do. I could have done it. Right. So that was the, the distinction. That was the difference. And so the results that he got mm-hmm. was a dirty place. Right. He didn't get the results he wanted. And I didn't give him the results I wanted to give him. I wanted to right. do the job he was asking to do. Right. And what about the fact that it was two days later he talked to you? What do you think of that? Bingo. I mean, there's there's three keys to managing effectively. You've got to monitor it. You've got to measure it. You've got to manage it. If you don't monitor it, you don't measure it, you can't manage it. So he really, you know, he came back two days later. Well, that's just too long to leave mm-hmm. an hourly employee to clean up an area. And it was a massive area. I mean, it was big. It was probably half of a football field. Oh, so wow. it was it was a big area. It wouldn't, you couldn't get it done Why? in a few hours. But he should have at least, you know, came back periodically and seen what I was doing and what was going on. Uh, so I really was not doing what he needed done. So because of poor coaching, right. he didn't accomplish the task. He um, had an employee that probably felt discouraged. Bingo. And then he had to do the whole job over again anyway. Right. And, and I would have been happy to do it the, the first time, but that right. was the that was the key to difference. Well, that's that's a good example of probably everyone can relate with that type of experience of where coaching, um, the time was spent, but it wasn't effective enough. Right. And he had to do it all over again. So let's take a, just a little breather, take mm-hmm. a little break, and then come back. And I'd love to hear one about a more profound coaching event, maybe an okay. example of where it worked right. Okay. okay. Sounds great. All right. We'll be right back. Rory on It's Your Choice. So one day, about three weeks later, we had a crisis occur in the house. And the crisis is this. The bathtub filled up. We've got one kid clean, three to go, and it will not drain. Now, our daughter had taken a bath. Our boards weren't clean yet. we got to go to a wedding tomorrow. So I, I said, why not just have the boys take a bath in their sister's bath water? <laughs> My sons were not excited about that. I went to them, hey, boys, what do you think? They go, yeah! So then I go downstairs to unclog the drain. I can see the pipe coming down from the bathtub over here, going over here, and there's a big pipe over here. I know this one works. I don't know anything about plumbing as well as know about anything about making decks, right? I know nothing about any of those things. So it is a plastic pipe. I have no idea what possessed me, but I, oh, I just reach up, and I start to unscrew the pipe. My yell, wife yells from upstairs. She goes, it's draining. I mean, it's spraying out. I'm getting drenched. I'm wet. I'm soaked. I'm mad. I'm angry. I yell upstairs, hey, Teddy, give me some towels. 
What do you need towels for? I'm all wet. How'd you get wet? I unscrewed the pipe. That was stupid. <laughs> He's been listening to How to Build High Self Esteem for three weeks. I think, oh, yeah, get upstairs. He gets this big smile on his face. He's going to use some of the information he's learned. And they love this moment, don't they? They love this He moment. goes, Dad, you can be wet and happy. You can be wet and sad. It's your choice. For more information on booking Rory for speaking or coaching, please visit RoryRoland.com. Welcome back to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. We were having a, a good discussion about um, a bad example of right. coaching. Now I'm ready to hear about the good example of coaching. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a profound yeah, example. For me, this was the most profound uh, and rewarding personal experience I've ever had as a coach to other folks and, and seeing the transformation that can happen. Um, so I was... You know, I was signed up with a client, three-year agreement. We're going to coach their their managers to get them to the point where they can coach people. And um, their CEO came to me and said, hey, my folks don't know how to do this. I said, you know, it's a, it takes a while to get people to learn how to do this. I can show you how to read notes, but to learn how to play the piano, it takes practice. And we've got to work with people a while, and that's why it takes – and that's why I use a, a process. And so we did, and I did the training with the employees and the training with the managers – uh, I'm wrapping up at the last day, got just the managers in the room who have been, you know, I did a coaching class in the morning. Then we're just going to have an open discussion in the afternoon and talk about issues, challenges, their development plans with their employees, that, that process. As soon as we did, uh, it was a financial institution. As soon as I said, what do you think? It was like somebody had hit a timer, hit a switch. <laughs> All of a sudden, the three branch managers start crying. And when I was early in my career, when someone would cry, I'd go, eh, you know, I'd really – now I almost embrace it because you're going to get the truth. So they all three start crying, and uh, that's an incredibly emotional moment for everybody. We've got like 15 managers there. We've got the senior management team there. We've got some middle managers. We've got some branch managers, and the branch managers all start crying. Oh, man. Yeah, and but but fortunately, the CEO had learned how to do this process that I had just taught, and and she started to use the tool, and and she said, okay, what's going on? What's the issue? And they started talking about the fact that they feel overwhelmed in what we're asking them to do with this coaching model, and their their current perception of their job responsibilities, and what they should be doing when they go back to their branch. And so we spent a lot of time specifically talking about what their new role will be. That they'll truly, what they've got to do, the reason we're teaching them to coach is that we've got to teach them how to delegate and how to get their folks more involved. What we discovered is they were trying to be super employees slash super branch managers. And so you, you it sounds like that. they were trying to do everything they did before. Bingo. And. Be the branch manager. And do this new coaching model. Right. Well, and, and, yeah, they want to right? be the, 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 the old employee. They want to be a super employee, a super branch manager, and do this new coaching model, and now they felt overwhelmed they couldn't do right. it. And, and management team, the reason the, the CEO brought me in is she recognized those employees didn't raise that, recognize that distinction. You've got to let go of your employee role, and you've got to take the new role over of managing the department, and you can't do the functions you did before. You know, you can't, you can't 
dispersal loan. You can't open an account. Mm-hmm. You've got to teach people to do that, and you've got to oversee the department. You got to oversee the, You know, you got to be available for issues to put out fires throughout the day. You can't. You can't do those tasks that you had before, even though those were incredibly rewarding. They were fun. You enjoyed it. You felt incredibly comfortable. They were good at it. it uh, very good at. It. That's why they got promoted. Yeah, they were extremely good at it. But now, in order to steal second, you got to let go of first, mm-hmm. and you know you've got to have the courage to do that, or you can't advance in your career. And so, uh, it was a very poignant discussion. The CEO said, "Tell me about what's going on." We had a great discussion, and then I said to them, as I coached them over, I said over the next year, I said, "I'm going to take you through this process, and I want you to tell me specifically what are the issues they're giving you the most." heartburn, the most challenges, the most difficult, and I'm going to work you through those over the next year and teach you from a coaching model how to, how to deal with those. And so we did. We taught them how to delegate. We taught them how to coach their employees. We taught them how to get their employees more involved, how to empower their employees more, how to let their employees make more decisions. You know, they're adults. They're, they're professionals. Let them make decisions, whereas before they were trying to answer all the questions themselves, just like, you know, the Conagra story mm-hmm. earlier uh, in the podcast, the last podcast we did. They were trying to do it all for them. Well, can I go back to the fact that they opened up and you asked them the question, or right. actually the CEO asked right. the question, that probably had a lot of relief to them because the CEO probably said, oh, I don't need you to be everything to everybody. Right. Is, is that what happened? Right. It, it, they didn't recognize it right then because they weren't able to process the whole whole process. But two things had to occur. One is, and this is very important in the coaching models, they had to trust me that I was not there to ding them, mm-hmm. that they weren't going to be in trouble for revealing to me shortcomings that they had, uh, that we were going to work on improving their shortcomings rather than ding them on their shortcomings. And so that was their first perception is that here's an outsider, right. and they're going to make my life difficult. So the, it really took that first three months to, to build that trust where they could then tell me some real-life stories to say, Okay, how do we do this? And then I'd walk them through the coaching process and say, Okay, how are you handling this? What are you doing here? What would you like to see? The, what's the best result? How would you like to achieve this? What's the outcome you're looking for? Asking them all those questions so to, bre- to create awareness and self-responsibility so they were aware of what was going on. They came up with a solution, and they took responsibility for, for completing that task. Then over time, so then I go back and I come back the year later. Okay. And, and it was absolutely same boardroom. Human beings are creatures of habit. Everyone's set in the exact same spot, okay? <laughs> A year later, they're all in the same seats. Um, but the difference was before, you know, their, their shoulders were slumped. They, sell, they looked so defeated. They looked so overwhelmed. And I asked them now what was different. And there were three women sitting there, not a tear, they were sitting there, shoulders up, uh, head held high, confident, self-assured. Uh, I mean, if you'd have seen the pictures, the before and after were just remarkable. And it's because they learned how to teach their folks how to delegate. They were able to delegate to them, to trust them to do the job. Then they, were, you know, they learned to, you know, to go back and monitor the project. You know, they didn't wait two days to go back and check on right. somebody. They checked on them all the time. How's it going? What's going on? Anything I can help you with? What's the result? Could you show me what's happening? You know, trust and verify. And then, you know, to see them, that transformation. So for me, as, as, a, as a corporate coach, mm-hmm. to work with an outside organization and to see that transformation. And then the thing, you know, the beauty of it was the CEO was thrilled because now we ask the employees, what's different now this year than it was last year? And the, tel- the, the branch managers told me, I've got to know my family 
I'm not wow. working all night long. I'm not working weekends. Uh, I've been able to actually have date night with my husband and have to cancel nice. that. I'm able to, to go to my employees' things because my, my children's events at school, because now my employees know how to do their job, and they're able to do those things we need to have done. And, and would I, am I wrong to say or wrong to guess that the CEO probably was coaching them better too? Oh, unquestionably. I mean, that's one of the things that, that I've, I've talked to. Uh, I talked to the, the executive assistant to the CEO, and I asked her, okay, what's different now than before? And she goes, she coaches completely differently now. Because she used to, you know, be like the Conagra manager and just give answers. Mm -hmm. And now she knows to ask questions and people feel involved. They feel valued. They feel empowered. They feel like they can do, they can do their job. And that's what we want to do. We want to, we want to, there, there's a great book called The Grow Principle. And I think we all, when we take over a job, we want to grow. I mean, certainly we start out, you know, at McDonald's. Uh-huh. you know, at the front line and we're doing that. But but our goal is to ultimately be an assistant manager or a manager or maybe own a franchise down the road. Whatever that dream is that you have, you want to progress, you want to grow, and you want people that help you progress and grow. And that's by using this model, you can help people progress and grow, is, is using the power of questions to clarify where people are at, find out what's going on, and then bring them out. And, and that's the key. That that is a that's a pretty powerful story because it helped the organization. Right. It it helped uh, getting the tasks done, but mm-hmm. it helped their transform their lives. Right. You know the quality of life, right. which a lot of times and a lot of business consultants don't worry about that type of thing. Right. But if you have a better, um, happier employee, you're gonna have a happier organization. I love Marcus Buckingham's quote, and we'll finish on this concept. Marcus Buckingham said, "Our job is to get work." Excuse me. It, our job is not to get work done through people. Our job is to get people done through work. Very good. And that, I love that concept. That is a great way to wrap it up. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, they can just go to www.roryroland.com. It's R-O-R-Y-R-O-W-L-A-N-D.com. Excellent. All right. This has been Coaching for Potential with Rory Roland. Thanks a lot, Rory. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Roland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.